the Barwon Heads Football Club and the Beach House at Barwon Heads are very proud to bring you episode 5 of The Tree on the Wing. The biggest story in regional football in recent seasons has been the rise of the game for women and girls. Like a thousand other clubs, Barwon Heads took the popularity of the game seriously and there were some strong voices that convinced the club that having a presence in the women's game was a good idea and people were on the lookout for potential players. A young woman named Georgia Hillman asked a friend a question about Barwon Heads having a women's team. That person told a committee member, a phone call was made and Georgia was headed for Harmer Oval. When she got there she soon discovered that we only had nine players and that there was a lot of work to be done to get a team running. Rather than a signal to run for the hills, this brave lady decided to roll her sleeves up and make a difference and it led to her being appointed as one of the captains for the inaugural team. The history of the club was being written with every pre-season training session and every meeting and at the beginning of the 2018 season there was a women's team from Barwon Heads able to play in the second division competition. It all started slowly but then they got on a roll and finished in the top four. A one point victory over the Grubbers and a comfortable win over Grovedale set up a clash with Colac in the grand final. Georgia is pretty honest about the birth of the team and rightly proud of their rise to success and the role that she has played in it. We caught up with her at the beach house and it was a fascinating conversation. We hope you'll enjoy our chat with Georgia Hillman. Alright, we are recording. Welcome everyone to the Tree on the Wing. I'm Teddy Dunnell and I'm joined this evening by my co-host Russell Highland. G'day Nipper. Good evening, listeners. How are you, Teddy? I'm very well, thank you. Good now, to hear. Now, Nipper, if I had told you at the beginning of this that I would be able to secure for you a conversation with the inaugural captain of the Barwon Heads Football Club and also the inaugural premiership captain of the Barwon Heads Football Club's first premiership, what would you have said? Where did you park the time capsule? That's exactly <laughs> right. We would have needed a time machine, yeah. except for the fact that or we... Or a seance. Maybe we'd a have a seance. We could have had a seance. That might have done it. Yeah. But yeah. we've actually done that. We have wow. with us a very lovely lady called Georgia Hillman, who is both of those things. I know. She was last year the captain of the inaugural women's football team for Bowen Heads. And they won the premiership in their first season. Amazing. So yeah. It was amazing. Welcome to the Tree on the Wing, George. Thank you. Thanks G'day for having George. me. Thanks. Great to have someone a lot more attractive than Warren. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Warren. <laughs> He's a sharp looking, sharp looking dude, Warren. That, that's, see, we just cut those bits out because we, we don't want to say negative things about anybody. Well, we do want to wow. say negative things about people, but you we can want, keep it in. But we want, don't want to leave them in. Yeah. So, George, we'll get to the first question, but mm-hmm. I did give you some homework. Yes. How would you go with it? Good. For those who are first listeners, we normally do what's called an icebreaker. An icebreaker, yeah. And we, the icebreaker we use here is two truths and a lie. Yeah. So, we give our guests the opportunity to come up with two things about themselves that are true and one that isn't but could be true. They tell us that and then we'll have a guess at the end as to which one the lie is. 
So don't mm. tell us now which one the lie is. Okay. You just tell the story and we'll try and work it out. All right. I don't really have stories. I just have them more as facts. Yep. So number one, when I was seven, I fell off a trampoline and broke my arm. I have been to five different primary schools and all of them were before grade four. And when I was in year 12, I got voted sports house captain for a house that I wasn't actually in. Wow. Ooh, interesting. I think, we interesting. Might, I think we might have had a girl with a truancy problem early. Yeah. And I won't say any more about that. <laughs> oh, that'll spend a long time in one year at primary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, there's a couple of blokes I went to school with that spent the first three years of their life in grade yeah. four. Best five years of my life was spent in prep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. So, George... The thing we ask always, and we don't usually ask a lot of questions beyond that mm-hmm. because we just have a conversation, but we always like to find out how come you ended up at the Bowen Heads Footy Club. So um, I actually played footy um, in Melbourne before I moved back down to Geelong. So I'm originally from Torquay, but never played for them, obviously. Uh, and so I played a few games in Melbourne because I was actually working for the Melbourne Footy Club at the time um, and made friends with the girls that all played AFLW during their first season. Um, and they kind of convinced me. So I've always been a really big footy fan um, and moved back down to Geelong and thought, oh, I probably can't really fit it in. I don't have the time. And then I couldn't help myself. So I actually texted Herbie and said, do Bowen Heads have a women's team? And he said, oh, not yet, but they're, they're getting there. So he um, sent my phone number to Camdon. And I think without within maybe five minutes Cam had called me (laughs) and said come on down this is when we train Um, and I did I got down to the club we had literally nine players Um, and I thought oh this a bit dire Um, because we're only a few weeks out from round one Um, so I persuaded some of my friends to come down and we kind of just grew from there so yeah oh wow that that reminds me that reminds me when we talk about the, the history of the club I remember Mick Higgins in his first year as coach saying Mick Higgins was the premiership coach in the 1993 season but mm-hmm. his first year was 1991 at the club we were standing at training one night and I remember him just looking at me and there, there was probably 30 guys there and him saying Teddy I'm a bit worried <laughs> and I said what are you worried about Mick and he goes there's not that many guys here mm-hmm. and there was about was probably four weeks to go and in those days we only used to train we used to start training at the end of February yeah so and he that goes, was pre-season. I didn't yeah, start till yeah. probably the well, start of that was, <laughs> that was one of the things. And I said to him, I said, Mick, don't worry, mate. They'll be coming out of the trees yeah. shortly. And he goes, oh, geez, I hope so, Teddy. Anyway, I, I'm not kidding. The f- following week, it might have been a week after that, but we, him and I were running a lap and we were running past the netball courts and there, there's a couple of big trees there. And two of the governors came out of the trees <laughs> with their bags over their shoulders. Oh, and I've gone, and he's gone, who are those blokes? Because he'd never seen them. Yeah. I said, oh, that's a couple of governors. And he goes, geez, you told me they were going to come out of the trees. I didn't believe you. <laughs> we didn't have them quite coming out of the trees, yeah. but um, they did start to roll in after that. So yeah. we ended up playing 36 girls by the end of our season. So wow. um, we yeah. played our first game with 14 players. Yes. Got belted by Ocean Grove, yes. but that's okay. Okay. Yeah, but we've turned the tables on them. Oh, haven't, haven't we haven't ever? Yeah. 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 yeah, they're struggling a bit, a little bit with the yes. concept of it at the moment. Yes, they're, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So... What do you think was the allure or what got them down? The girls? Yeah. Um, well, Cam and Angus strategically would get their details. They actually had an ad, I think, in the paper or something, not like a 
personal ad, but an ad about the footy club. Um, and so the girls Don't would... Don't know the ads you're talking about. <laughs> the girls would text or call Angus and Cam and they just straight away handballed the girls onto me. Um, and so I would either call them or text them and say, hey, I've heard you're interested in playing footy, come along. And us girls that had been there from the start just made an effort to get around them, encourage them, follow up with them after training. So I think because we were such a close group from the start and we knew that we wanted to grow it into something that was great for our club, um, I think that's why everybody came down. And I think with most girls, once they play, they don't want to play anything else. A lot of them gave up netball just to play footy. Yeah, Yeah, so we've had a few netballers completely give up playing netball now. They tried to do both, but then they chose footy. So, um, yeah, it's good. So is there any angst caused by that, do you think? Uh, I don't think so. I think last year it was probably hard when there'd be girls that wanted to do both. And we Mm. were always very comfortable with doing both. We we didn't mind. We're pretty um, laid back. But, yeah, I think it, at times it was challenging. Until netball has a Sunday game. Yeah. And well, you've got to make a decision, Well, I we suppose. ran into that in finals yeah. as well. So, because yes. we yeah. played our finals on a Sunday and same yep. as netball. Yep. So, but we got through it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and obviously the quality of the players that were coming down were reasonable or, or the athleticism of them at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean, you did so well in your first year after getting spanked in your first game and yeah. getting through and and making that grand final. It's yeah. fantastic. It probably wasn't even that though. Um, a lot of girls that came down, it was their first time they'd ever played, and most of them hadn't even ever picked up a footy. So we were lucky that they could, you know, run and do the basics. But to be honest. We weren't the most skilled team last year. I think we just won because we actually genuinely played for each other. So we were just a very, very, very close group. And after we played our first game, I said to Cam and Angus... I don't reckon we'll win a game all year, but my God, that's so much fun, isn't it? And most of the girls had that mindset. So yep. I think that that's actually what it was, not so much the skill level. Yeah. I had, I had a little bit to do with the younger girls last year, under yep. 19s, were yep. they? Yeah. Because um, one of the girls that was playing there is a friend of my son's. Yeah. And um, he was playing there last year and, and went down and they would quite often play after the under-17s. Yeah. And the, there was a real buzz, a really different atmosphere or attitude that the girls have mm. than the boys have before a game. Yeah. It's much more about getting around having a sing-song almost yeah. before. The yeah. music yeah. was yeah. amazing. We do the same yeah. thing. We always have music before the game. I mean, we make sure we stretch and warm up, obviously, but there's always mm. music. Um, we often try and have team breakfast before we play. Um, now that we've got two teams, um, we always try and come down and watch our reserves team before we play. And, yeah, everybody really... So you now have a reserves yeah, team? Yeah, we do. We yeah. have two teams. Yeah. yeah. Right. So... Fast forward to this year and we've got about 50-something girls. So we knew that we would need to have two teams because last year we had so many players and unfortunately some girls missed out on playing in the grand final, which is really tough. But we wanted to make sure that we could give as many girls opportunities as possible. And we have a very open door policy. So if you want to come down and play, then you play. You don't win grand finals when everybody gets to play in the grand final. Yeah, that's right. There's always somebody unlucky who misses out through injury or selection or whatever yeah so, um, so one, just one of the things while you were telling that story about the about the first year and and the quality of the players and all that sort of thing i was imagining us being in that actual time machine and us talking to and we don't even know who the inaugural captain of the no, football club no, was we, we don't i guess by the end of this show by the end of this um project in we might know we might know in 2000 we might just make someone up well we might just <laughs> invent somebody but it'll be good though 
He will be. Yeah, but I can imagine that the scenario wasn't terribly different a hundred years ago. I don't to, reckon there would have been the any phone calls made yeah. for recruiting the, players. Maybe not no. so much with phone calls. Yeah. It would have been just blokes down the pub or on the wharf or blokes you work with. Yep. Come down and play. It'll be fun. You know, and your your thing, we didn't even know if they could play. Yeah. Some of them. The best bit was that, that we got some guys down who could actually run yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it is very similar. And I, I think that story's been told a lot yeah. throughout Victoria and across Australia at the moment with women's footy. 100%. I think it really is. Yeah. It's really good. I love it. I love yeah. the idea of it. I, I hope it doesn't diminish netball because I know what I know. netball's meant to, to communities and stuff and I hope hopefully it's an adjunct to, yeah. to netball and, it, and the girls don't have to make the choices too much yeah and that's the point we don't want girls to have to choose you can do both and that's a message that we've always been really um, really not pushing but we just want to make sure that we get that across is that you don't have to choose and I think that's what the whole women's footy concept has always been about is that you don't have to you don't have to actually just play netball because that's all you've got you now have options but it doesn't mean that you have to do one or the other you can do whatever you want to do so um yeah i hope it sticks around too i used to play netball i was a netballer well there is an adjunct story isn't there nipper so we we have an inaugurable and so far hard to say that (laughs) word inaugural player first yeah we have a a member of the first ever bowen heads women's football team Mm -hmm. But we also have members of the first ever Bowen Heads men's netball team here. Oh, really? Both sitting at the table with you. Look out. With you. Look out. What positions did you play? Well, I was cast in the role of a defender as an eight-year-old boy. Okay. So not netball, just in football. (laughs) So I never really got much forward of halfway in a a footy match very often. Um, So they said, oh, yeah, you can be a goal defence. Or a goalkeeper. Yeah. And where did you play? A bit I think of goal. I played a bit of pivot. Bit of, in the bit pivot, pivot a bit. Yeah, but a bit I think I attack. did fancy myself as a Gary Ablett. As, a, as the... Um, GA, that's the Gary Ablett. Oh. The GA, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had... We had uh, Tony Lopezanski, the mm. brothers-in-law we had. Yes, yes. No, I didn't say I played there. I just fancied myself. I couldn't get Max out of the spot. Yeah, yeah, because Max had played a bit of basketball, so he he fancied himself being able to hit the hoops. Yep, okay. And he could. Yeah, it comes in handy. I played basketball as well. Bobcats. Bowenhead's Bobcats. Were you? So so you've got... Bring it back, I say. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah, why not? But if they ever do, don't let anyone tell you. I think that was a playing shirt, wasn't it? No, it was It was pink. Yes, it was. We played in pink shirts. Did you? Yeah, we played in pink shirts. Wow. Yeah, I say bring it back. And we had the girls' bibs. Because they had bibs in those days. Okay, not stick on. And and I can tell you that 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 shirt, the shirt you wore, not that shirt. (laughs) Well... Not the the same size. wouldn't fit me. No, (laughs) definitely not. Um, One of our teammates got asked to... Train and try it for the Victorian men's team, didn't he? Yes, and he, really? he yeah. declined the offer. Declined the offer. Aww. Yeah, won won the best and fairest in the competition in his first season. It's amazing. Of men's netball. Russell's brother David. Yeah, that's what makes me think he played more in the pivot than you. Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he probably did. Yeah. A bit more of a showy he was, position. He was wing attack. Yeah, he played. Oh no, I reckon he had team sheets like. Remember the Alan Fry team sheet mm. with mm. just had. 
100 team, hundred footy team sheets with A. Fry written in the centre. Yeah, that's how they were printed That's how they were printed. Yeah. Get his name in the centre. And if oh, he had to, he'd cross it out great. and put someone else's name that's there. That's great. You might have been a wing defence. No, I don't think you ever played in a, Played in the back pocket once. In Nepal? Once. No, in footy, oh. but never. It was very alien to the back line. Yeah. So, so the progression of the team, obviously, mm-hmm. the numbers have come. Yeah. Where, where have those numbers come from? I think it's just word of mouth, to be honest. So um, girls that came and watched us play last year, so they were friends of players, have now decided that they're going to give it a go. And I think, yeah, just word of mouth, to be yeah. completely honest. And ov- a lot of us go to different gyms or work in different areas. So you go in and you tell your friends at your, at your gym yeah. or work what you've been doing and they're kind of like, oh, because what I find is... I know that when I was growing up, I would have chosen to play footy, but we just didn't have it. So yeah, so I always played basketball because I'm probably a little bit aggressive for netball. I found I only played two seasons of netball, so always a basketballer. But I would have, I definitely would have chosen it. And I think a lot of girls are in the same boat. So even my sister, she's come down and playing her first year this year, and she's playing with me. So she's the same. Would have always she's played basketball and netball her whole life and always would have chosen footy so yeah it's really good so were there many um you know you, you mentioned you'd played footy before you came to Bowen Heads yep. and you mentioned there was some girls that played that had never pulled on a boot before yeah and learnt from scratch were there many that like you came down that had a bit of experience yeah there are a few so um emma allen christy yep. drake they'd both played i think when they were younger emma yep. had played i'm pretty sure all the way through yep. but there was a handful of girls that had played before but not a lot majority yeah. of our team probably 90 percent of our team had never played footy oh, yeah. Wow. yeah yeah so it's amazing to think that we could yeah. we literally couldn't even handball like and that is not one word of a lie oh. we couldn't do a three-man weave to save yeah. ourselves so yeah it was pretty amazing when we actually won the grand final that's um, right. I'm played, impressed that you with know blokes. what a three man weave is yeah. yeah so if I we dominate it yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. now so, we do yeah. <laughs> I've, played, I've played with blokes that can't Don't, handle yeah, it yeah, I've, I've played with guys that couldn't do yeah. three man weave yeah no and way that's the reminder so a lot of the girls now who have come and um, they've maybe only joined this year and they kind of go oh you girls won the grand final last year I don't know if I can play I often remind them and our coaches remind them and people around them AFL footballers stuff up they spray shots on goal so you know if it's your first time picking up a footy don't panic if you kick it out on the full or if you miss a target because even professionals do it so it doesn't matter as long as you try then that's it and I think in women's footy particularly we all just get around each other all the time so if you stuff something up the worst that's going to happen to you is you're probably just going to get fined on a Thursday night at club dinner so Uh. yeah that's it. Yeah. Oh, so we've got, we've got, that, we've got that system yeah, going. Yeah, we've got some you? fines. So when I when I came to the club last year, I said to Herbie, I think we need to start doing fines. But he didn't really want a bar of it. And he went, yeah, yeah, you can do it. So we had some interesting ones last year, mainly because we were a new group of girls coming to the club and um, a few of the boys were quite interested in what we were doing outside of playing footy. So that was very handy to be able to find so some of did, those boys. What, what, some of the fines, what sort of fines, what would you get fined for typically? Oh, so we'd... we'd try and find the boys because we obviously want them to pay for our footy yep. trip instead of yep. us so we'd find them for you know potentially sending a message on facebook to a girl on a saturday night asking her what she's doing oh yeah yeah things like that or if one of our teammates would go on a date with a particular person associated with the club or something they'd get a fine for that 
Um, mm. So it was mainly those kinds of things. Or if they did something really, really That's silly. Conniving because oh, it's great you though. Could have set that up to make a killing. Yeah, I yeah. know. We didn't. Well, you know what? Like we didn't utilize have. it enough last yeah. year. This year, yeah. though, we should. Okay, so the connection between the men's team and the girls' team, there's yep. a there's a good fluid connect. Obviously, you can't play in each other's teams, yep. but the amount of interaction there is between the two the two groups. Yeah, I think with us being new last year, the boys are pretty interested in that. But we made an effort always to come to Thursday night dinners, and um, if we could, we'd always try and volunteer. So if the club yep. ever needed volunteers for a men's game. Becky Scott and I actually hold the record at the Can Bar for selling upselling the most stubby holders on a Saturday. Oh, ah, so, ah. yeah, there's a challenge for anybody else. But, um, yeah, so we'd always try and involve ourselves as much as we could um, because I think it's really important um, at a club to make sure that you're all involved and you know who each other is and it helps to be well-rounded. So, yeah, we integrated really well. That's so fantastic because yeah. a lot of those girls like – if you look at netball, seven girls in a team, maybe eight – and you've got, what, four grades? So you five, five now, I think there is, isn't it? Is yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Under-19s, you mean? No, no, no. Nah, there's a grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then you're at 19s, yep. Yeah. So you're still, you're, you're topping out at 40. Mm. You don't you don't need any more than 40 girls in your club and you can run a pretty good roster. Yeah. Um, but you can't run, you can only really run just two teams mm. with 40. Yeah. Mm. And, and you're probably going to struggle at that with yep. injuries and you know, the different things that keep people away from playing footy, especially when it's at a, a fairly amateur level. Yeah. And if it's not the same people, then you're bringing in, potentially bringing in, I can see why the boys are excited about That's it. it. You're bringing in potentially 40, 40 new women brand into new the club. Oh, into really? the club. Yeah, yeah. okay. 40 so, brand new ones. So is there any, um, what's the terminology I could use? <laughs> any cross-pollination? Yes. In the women's footy and men's footy, there have definitely been a few. Yeah. I won't name them because I That's think we've okay. named and oh, no, shamed them enough so on a Thursday night. Yeah, no, no, they're already paying fines. No, exactly. There's no long-term relationships No long-term moment. relationships. We did have um, Mel, who is married to Tice. So we had her play for us last year. Um, and she used to get a fine pretty much every week because Tice would always come to a Thursday night dinner and very well-trained would come and give her a kiss straight away. Oh, beautiful. Automatic fine. Yeah. Oh, really? Automatically. Public kissing? Both yeah, of, PDA. Both of wow. them? Wow. No, just Tice. Just Tice. Could have doubled up there. Well, yeah, yeah, but she's coming on the trip anyway. Yeah, well. So, just Tice. But no, nothing long-term and serious. Although we've got um, Julia Mann, who (laughs) dates Braden Eddy. Yeah. But they've been together before she started playing for Uh, the Yeah. Yeah. But But still potential fines there for Brado if he turns up and wants to smooch on in the the club. Look, I doubt that it would happen, but... Well, I'm thinking. I'm Keeps thinking himself long term. He, he does. I'm thinking long term. You know, the future of the club, and you know, having the offspring of these yeah. couples yeah, locked well. in. You know, and whether they're boys or girls, are you going to follow in their mother or father's footsteps and play football? There are the occasional. Yeah, I suppose there's been the, a few few netball progeny, netball football progeny that have played one or the other. There is. There's one running around in the seconds at the moment. Is he captain? Probably the most famous one. W. Pelham? Yes, Bill yes. Pelham. His yeah. mum, Robin, was a... Well, yeah. she's a life member from the netball club, okay. isn't she? Yeah, she was always on the netball club. Robin. G- Judy Watson played a bit of netball in her day, and, yeah. and both Tracy and um, and Clint represented the club at reasonable levels. Yeah, there's a few there. So, yeah, there's, hmm. there are a few. 
Yes. It'll happen, no doubt. Oh, self-perpetuating club. We yeah. can just some people would probably say inbred. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So where do you see it going? How big can it get? I think the important thing that we think is that two teams for now is great. Um, it definitely has its challenges. You know, fifty girls anywhere is going to be a challenge. Um, and why? You, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Not sure. Um, and even things like injuries and people moving up and down and um, it can be challenging. But I think for me where I see it going and I think a lot of people have the same mindset is that it's just showing a lot of our younger girls that they can actually do it. So I think we've got under-18s, under-15s, under-9s, all girls that are playing now. It's more about creating a pathway that it's not just you know little boys that can go and watch their dad play on the weekend it's little boys and little girls that can go and watch mum do it so um yeah i think it's more about a pathway and creating that and who knows how big it can get so under under nines as girls or under I'm nines playing sure. with the boys i think it's under nine girls there's a, there's a, oh, wow. yeah i think afl bowen have got their structure is obviously oz kick some clubs have boys oz kick girls oz kick all combined yeah they have under 12s, under 15s, under 18s. And, of course, the girls can play with the boys yep. up until the under 13 level. Mm. So yep. there's there's a lot of scope there where they mm. can just move from one step to the other. Yeah. But there is there might be something in that under 9 group because there's a big gap between Auskick and under 12. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Lucy McAvoy, who's the captain <coughs> of the Geelong Falcons yep. and probably, well, absolutely will get drafted next year, she played all her junior footy up to under-14s with my son over at Colondina. Yeah, okay, there you so, go. And was in their top four yep. players in good teams. Yeah. So, I mean, the girls girls who get the game early, yep. and that's what you're after, girls 100%. who get it and, and can go with it. I, I can see the game, speed and size aside, yep. being at a similar level to men's footy within sort of a generation. Yeah. Of, of people Definitely. which is you know what's that kids that are nine now where by the time they're 19 yeah mm. so it's only 10 years away yeah where, where the game is really going to be yeah there's a lot of those girls just coming through now that have just solely done it from an kick age yeah through to you know their early 20s now yeah um, and you can really see them I've seen um, Denby Taylor play footy who's in at Geelong now and for her age, I haven't seen a lot of boys with that much skill yeah. both sides of the body. You know and I mean? you know what? It's actually not the worst thing, I don't think, when young girls can play with young boys because it's so mm. natural for the boys to have a footy in their hand from when they're quite young, but not necessarily for girls or it hasn't been in the past. Yeah. So when they're playing with the boys, naturally their skill is going to develop a lot quicker than if they were playing a different sport and then came into it at a later age. And that's what we want because that's what's going to grow the game and make it more available for girls is that they've been able to do it from, you know nine or however old and and then come through because you can train all you want you can go and kick the footy in the park all you want until you play your 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 level your improvement just goes through the roof as soon as you start to play absolutely yep and even you can never prepare yourself for a match (laughs) even being tackled or um just the fitness in general you cannot prepare for that because it's on another level yeah yeah Yeah, a number of times i remember as a player think at first pre-season and I've just run and run and run and done all it because unlike Nipper I used to do my pre-seasons <laughs> run and run and run got myself in a really good state and run out on the ground and by the time the warm-up, warm-up was done I was cooked yeah and that the game hasn't even started I know. yet 
Because yep. you just that nervous. It's it's got to be something to do with your head and your the nervousness. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's the adrenaline for sure. Yeah. Because I still get nervous up before every game. Yeah. Every single week, I'm nervous. Even yeah. on the weekend, we knew that we were probably going to do all right against yeah. Ocean Grove, yeah. but I was still nervous. Mm. Um, it was a big crowd there, though, wasn't it? There was. There was, was a, a lot of people. Crowd, yeah. When we turned up, I was like, geez, I've never yeah. seen this many people. Yeah. Apart from our grand final, there was a lot. But, um, yeah, it was a huge crowd. I'll tell you a story about Saturday night because oh. there was a lady playing for... Uh, a lady playing for the Ocean Grove team who will mm-hmm. be known to many of our listeners. Yeah. A lady called Tanya Taylor. I think I already know who she is. I reckon she was number 48. <clears throat> yeah, it could be. That's probably nearly her age. Yeah, I like, think it in was. Fact, she might be older I could, than that. I reckon I could tell you a story about her yeah. as well, but go she, on. Yeah, keep it nice. <laughs> but anyway, so I've known Tanya for a long time. Yeah. Both Nipper and I have because we played cricket with her husband and, yeah. her, and her sons. Um, and one of her sons was up in the rooms and I and I turned around and I, and I, I saw him sitting there and... I went over and I said, his name's Byron. I said, Byron, is, is the ladies game finished, has it? And he said, no, no, I think it's still going. And I said, so you don't watch mum play? <laughs> and he said, I watched the first half. Yeah. And I said, what's the matter? Is it too cold out there? And he said, no, I'm not allowed to take a drink out on the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> and fair enough. It wasn't, it was not the best game to watch. Mm. Not the best game. Yeah. But Tanya, so... She was great on field. She was sledging us the whole game. and But I love it because how many sports do you see women or even men who were a bit older mm. come and play for the first time? So my yeah. opponent in our first quarter, she said that she watched her daughter play all last year. Um, her daughter played seniors and she said that she got roped into just scoring for the first few games. And she was in her 40s and then she went, no, nah, stuff this. I'm not scoring anymore. I'm actually going to pull on the boots and play. Which for me, I think, I mean, I work in the industry as well. So I go, it, that's the best part of it is that you've got women of any age, of any you know yep. size, of any kind of background that go, no, I'm actually going to give this a crack. So good on Ocean Grove for having all yeah. those players. Yeah. And they do. They've got, they definitely have a lot of players that have played for the first time. And um, yeah, it's really good. You do realise that there were girls <coughs> playing for Ocean Grove back when we played. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, we'll get a couple of them on too because yeah. how is Sam anyway? <laughs> Remarkably well. So we're going to say Tanya Taylor played a lot of women's cricket too, a long well, a while ago now. So she's always had that competitive yeah. nature of you know getting oh, involved in traditionally. If you've ever seen Byron play, mm. he he moves on a footy field like DT moved on a cricket field. He's and he's a lefty. He's got space and time. DT. On a cricket field, had lots of space and time because there's no one trying to tackle yeah. him. Right? I don't know what he would have moved like on a footy ground. <laughs> have we got any mother daughters playing, or have we? Not yet. I think all the girls actually, all the ladies that play for us, or most of them, have got sons. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So I know that um, a lot of the women, their sons, play for Bowenheads. Yep. Okay. I think Nick and her husband Josh is our coach now. She's got a little girl, so but she's quite young. Yeah. I don't think she's yep. very old. Yep. But none mm. at the moment. Hopefully. Oh. I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too sure whether Melinda Murray's mother, was she going to play? I don't know if she was going to play. I haven't heard this, but she hasn't been down. So this is the first I've heard that she was going to play. And if I had have known, I probably would have pushed them to to do it. I have heard heard that she she spoke about it and she played netball a couple of years ago. Yeah. So that would have been been, uh, interesting. It would be great. My mum thinks she can pull on the boots, but I don't think she can. You never know. You never know. 
I think she comes and watches most games, and I think now that she's seen how hard it is and how hard you get hit on the field, I think yeah. she's decided otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you touched on, on what you do for a living, mm. and that's to do with women's footy? Do you touch women's footy Yeah, in your so I job? work for the AFL. So I work for AFL Victoria. So AFL Vic, we've just moved into the AFL, and so I'm, I look after all of our sponsors for AFL Victoria. And previously to this, I was at Melbourne Footy Club for five years working in sponsorship. So I was at the club when we got our first ever AFLW team, which was amazing. It was so good and to see it take off was was great. And now in my role at AFL Vic, a lot of it is around, you know, one of my partners really promotes women coming into exercise. So that's why I made the move over to AFL Vic and community footy because I really like it. And I think it's really important. So it's good that I actually get to play and enjoy it but from a work point of view it's nice to do things that you're passionate about yeah but it'd be it'd help you to understand what's going on in your job if you're yep. playing too wouldn't it absolutely if and vice versa i feel like i can yeah. contribute more to our club because i get it and i understand like i live in that world you know and i, I can help and facilitate where i can and give feedback where i can and help grow our program wherever I, wherever i can so i sit on the committee for our club as well um put in my two cents which i'm sure tim loves every week oh, or every cool. month <laughs> but um yeah it helps with both it helps playing because i get it but it also helps with my job that i can you know kind of give back to the club and and help us improve we've been pretty well supported by and we're kind of lucky in bowen heads that we have had good support from people i've Remember going down and watching the under nineteen girls train last year and having Brendan McCartney take them for, Macca, yeah. for sessions. Obviously, you've got Jeff Allen mm-hmm. around the place, so you're pretty well medically looked after mm-hmm. for the girls that get into any trouble with injuries. Yeah, and, and Macca loves it. So yeah. I obviously worked with him at Melbourne. So he would come down last year and help with coaching and came to our grand final. He actually grabbed me in the grand final, and you can edit this out because he swore at me. And he grabs me and he's like, possum, because he never calls me by my name. Possum, come here. And I was like, what? And he goes, you tell your f***ing midfield to go and pick up a f***ing player or you're not going to win this game. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, okay. And he goes, no, go now. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, very um, passionate. So Mac is obviously attuned to the team dynamic there because if he went over and did that, there'd be few people probably not very happy about yeah. it. But, but he knows he can say it to me. He's obviously filtered it through <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. 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 And Cam Don's been very instrumental. You mentioned him before. I think he's got a role on AFL Barwon Women's Subcommittee or something like that. Yeah, so he was promoting. working with the Falcons, so yeah. the um, Falcons girls. Yep. Um, Cam's been amazing. So, mm. like I said, he was the one that called me from the start yep. and he's been such an amazing support throughout the whole time. So I used to work from home on a Thursday when I worked at Melbourne and him, myself and Angus, who was our coach at the time, we'd often catch up and have coffee and just talk about what's going on at the team and yep. what we need to do and, you know... Yeah. if there are any issues. So he put in so much work yeah, for it. His fantastic. kids were always at the club and, he was yeah. All, he's always chasing players from, you know, like you said, they came from anywhere. Yeah. And he, he was trying from every every angle yeah. to get them and that sort of thing. And he, and he, yeah, he did an amazing job and he still is. Yeah, he does is. such a great job. I'm, I was actually just talking to him on my way to footy training tonight. I was on the phone to him because, yeah, I try and chat to him every couple of days and just see how he is <laughs> and... Make sure that we're always on the same page and oh, say good. hi to his kids and his lovely wife. Yeah, good so, kids. They're, yeah. they're a great family. Though, great right? kids. Yeah, I promised Summer that I'd keep playing footy until she can play women's with me. Yeah. And I kind of regret that because I'm 30 this year. So. Well, I, don't, I don't reckon Summer will be that far <laughs> away. Uh, she won't no. be. She's no, great, no, isn't she? She's 14. 
Yeah, she's playing under 15s at the moment. Yeah. And I think, like, she could definitely play. I think she filled in for our under 18s maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah so um, hopefully and, it's not too far away. Yeah, kids grow and develop very quickly. And she's got that fantastic hand-eye co- coordination. Yeah. Um, she's going to go a long way in sport. Yeah. And as we, as we discussed before, that you see that improvement in, in the women is, is exponential. Mm. Like, they get a little bit of good at it and then they really get good at it quite quickly and they go from as you said not being able to handball or kick or do a three-man weave at the start of a season to now you know 12 months 18 months later you're bragging about how good you are at it i know it's amazing yeah Yeah, it's really good it's exciting with your job Mm. just how much of that is is around women's footy at the moment not a huge amount so I look after, obviously, the VFLW space. So with AFL Vic, we look after all the different region commissions. So I'll often work at AFL Barwon. So I have a bit to do with them and like to put in my two cents whenever I can when I'm in their office. And, yeah, I look after the VFLW space in terms of sponsorship but not a huge amount which is probably something I miss from being at Melbourne because at Melbourne I got to you know go to the girls games or travel with the girls and really get to know the players and I was on the working group for AFLW so I got to learn a lot about it and feel like I was you know contributing in some way so yeah but not a huge amount now but I just make sure I'm so always making myself nip. known yeah <laughs> now we, we are once again at the beach house mm-hmm. and we've just been delivered Another beautiful plate of food that we get here, and it's actually a quite, was a quite a crowded beach what house this evening. A lot, a lot of people, people here, here, so you would have heard a bit of that in the background. And obviously, on a Wednesday night, the place is happening because I could not get a park out no. the front. Neither could I. No. I park in Bridge Road, get a taxi around here. <laughs> uh, you Go told on. me you parked in front of the IGA, and I asked you where the elephant was. Yeah, I don't know. The old grey elephant. I think we might set ourselves... If, if anybody knows where the elephant is, let us know. And we'll yes. see if we can the find old the elephant The elephant that you used to put year. 20 cents in at the front of the supermarket back when it was a food land. Some famous names have run it. The Smiths. I thought you were going to say some famous, famous names have written it. Peter Robinson. <laughs> Peter Robinson might have been the last one to have it, I reckon. Oh, okay. Well, I might have to ask him. So if Next any of our listeners out there know what happened to it... Um, we got plenty of listeners, haven't we? Did yes, it get crashed into? Remember no. when someone put a car through it? Oh, that was only, oh, no, that was only, only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh. talking decades. We're talking oh, last century. Okay. We little <laughs> when we were little kids, Nipper said 20 cents. I reckon it was yeah. two. Yeah. I, actually, <laughs> I remember it had written on it 5D. Yes. Yes, it did. It had 5D, which, which is, is sixpence. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long, long, long time ago. Some of those listeners we've had, Teddy, have been fantastic. The people that have been commenting. On our Facebook site, there's a few legends from the past and a few local identities. Um, Baza McKenzie's been tuning in from Bali. Jack Evans has been tuning in from uh, Canada. Hello to Baza and uh, Jack on different parts of the world. I don't think Jack... I, when I looked at it the other day, no one from outside Australia had listened. So they must have listened before they went over or maybe they recorded it or something. Okay. I don't know. Well, they comment anyway. They make it look like they're listening. Yeah, so my my point is that we've got great support from this sponsor, but we could always use some more. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the first to mention that to me, so (laughs) I'll see what I can do. Oh, yeah, I'll bet you Tim Tim does. So you've said a couple of times that you you have put your two bobs worth in. Yeah. There was a bit of consternation, we understand, in women's footy at Bowen Heads earlier in the season. 
What can you run us through any of that? I don't know. What, what happened? He, about the coach? About the coach. Okay, yeah. So you got a new coach? Got we, a got new a new, coach. we got a new coach. Yeah, which Tim and I definitely had words about when this happened. Yeah. So we had Angus last year who was great. Premiership coach. Premiership one, coach. One year, one premiership. Yeah, he was Can't amazing. Better than that. Yeah, he was great. Alan Joyce. Alan Joyce. He came back that weekend, didn't he? He went to Footscray. That's right, he did too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so. That's okay. Yeah, so we had Angus um, and he was great. And then I think this year with having so many different personalities and people that have maybe been around footy for a long time and know a lot about footy had different ways of how they thought we could be coached and what we should be doing and things like that. So I think it came to a bit of a... Lock ahead there, and Angus decided that he would not be our coach anymore and move on. So it was a interesting time. A little bit like Macca at Footscray. Pretty much, say. yeah. You know, well, like I had Macca in my sights to be coach, yeah. and I think he wanted to come down and coach us and maybe didn't get asked. So, Oh, really? Yes, yep. Well, okay. Yeah. Ah, well. Yeah, well, it's not it's not unheard of. I was speaking to a bloke the other week um, at a meeting. He used to coach, I think it was Sandringham in the in the VFL, and he's moved over now and he coaches the Box Hill Hawks women's team, mm-hmm. Pat Hill. He's found it enlightening to be involved in that sort of thing. So, yeah. I mean, he was a very successful senior men's coach yeah. and now he's become a very successful senior women's coach. And I think, like, Angus loved it. And even last weekend or the weekend before our reserves team had their first win of the season... And I texted him and Cam straight away and said, you'll never guess what, the reserves have had their first win. They've beaten Lara at Lara, which coincidentally was actually our first win of the season last year and when we kind of got in our role. So a good omen, hopefully. And he was so excited, he was wrapped. So, yeah, no bad blood or anything, but just some differing of opinions, which you get. Some people live in a world of conflict and are fine with it and some others aren't, so that's okay. Hmm. Similar to when Macca was at Footscray, there's, there's some coaches that... Are good at one job, but then you go up to the next level, yep. and it's a whole whole different world. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, he's just been moved in his position at shifted, Melbourne. Shifted sideways was the well, comment I heard on the radio. Yeah, yeah, but he's now in charge of mentoring the coaches, mm. and that's always been his go, hasn't yeah. he? He's a school teacher by trade or by yep. occupation originally. So, yeah. and he was, you know, that's the way he's very, he's always been very good. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons Ocean Grove was so successful under Macca was yeah. because he developed the young blokes. Yeah. Imagine if he didn't cross the bridge. Imagine if he <coughs> just had a run out of petrol at the pub and come and coach Bowen Heads. Well, I think he's a Bowen Heads man now. Yeah, he, he, does, yeah. he does. He, he lives, lives in, in Bowen yeah. Heads. Yeah, but he's yeah, fully on board. He always yeah. asks me about footy. I saw him at the pub the other weekend after reverse raffle and he was asking me how we're going and said he'll come down because yeah. I said come you know come for a session and he wants to so yeah. I reckon I've got him back yeah no a couple of times I've spoken to him he's showed great interest in not only the club but the community yeah. and the town yeah. So, um, yeah he's still quite he's still quite interested over over the bridge though that every time I see him over there that I mean they you know he's got a special place in their history yeah we're talking about our history but yeah um as their first premiership coach and then he went on and won four in a row yeah before he went to richmond so yeah. that's uh, a special place and you know it, i think he's um quite popular over there and yeah and he uh, i quite often see him at ocean grove games when they're not playing us yeah so, yeah, yeah. I'd just like to claim him as ours. And I think he got a little bit offside when I saw him at the pub because yeah. somebody asked him if I was his daughter. So oh. I don't think he liked that very much. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. 
no, there's some great people around that um, pitch they didn't have that back in 1922. What's that? Oh, people of the ilk of Brendan McCartney, you know, hanging around and helping out in their first and second year of football. Well, they probably didn't even have those people in the in the VFL as yeah, it was then. That's right, yeah. I mean, the Brownlow Medal wasn't even going then. Brownlow, no, it wasn't. Wasn't so for the people who um who are listening who may not know who who is the coach at the moment? Um, so it's Josh Basley, um, and his wife Nicole. She's come and played her first season, so she's been playing sometimes in reserve, sometimes in seniors. So he's come on board. So I think he used to coach Bell Post Hill and yeah, coach them to I think three premierships. Maybe yeah, they've been very successful. Yeah. Yep. Name rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. So he came across. So I'm not sure how it came about. Maybe just because Nicole was playing. But um, yeah, so he's come across and has been coaching us. So yeah, he's been great. Yeah. yeah that's good. That's what you want. You want your, well, you want your players happy. And obviously your players it. are happy if they're. And, and this year, this your second year into it, are you mm-hmm. finding the competitions come up a bit? Are you. I mean, obviously last year you got on a roll to win a, win a flag. Yeah. So you weren't dominant. Yeah. Are you, are you feeling that you're more, maybe a bit more dominant now or what's going well, on there? Well, we actually went up a division. So last year there were two divisions and we were in Division 2. Um, there was only actually four teams in Division 1. And now this year, because there's been so many clubs have two teams, we now have the two divisions and we've gone up. So we're playing the likes of St Mary's, Geelong West, Amos, who have had women's teams for quite a while and they've been playing with North Geelong. So they're the only games that we've lost is to those teams. So we're sitting fourth at the moment and I don't think it'll change from that. So we should play finals. But they've been our hardest opponents. We've got St Mary's this weekend and we played them round one. So it'll be interesting to see how we've improved from when we first played them. But you want to play against the best teams. You get nothing out of, you know, smashing teams every week. So... Yeah, it's, I don't like losing, so it's been interesting. But you definitely learn more from a loss than you do a win, I think. Yeah, it's been good, though. You also learn more from playing at a mm. high level. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so happy that we're in Division 1. I. I think there were potentially some girls that were a bit apprehensive about moving up. But you don't want to – how boring just staying in the same place and smashing a team every week. Nobody wants that. You want to be competitive and you want to play against the best and you want those hard games. So, yeah, I think it's in a really good place. An inaugural team who, as you said, you had nine players. Mm. So pretty much 18 months ago, yep. you had nine players. Yep. Now you're in Division 1 and you're fourth. Yeah. I think, I think that's an amazing story, yeah. really. It's amazing. Just on its own, just like that. Yeah. When I tell a lot of people about it, they, they kind of can't believe it. And neither can I. Like, when we won the grand final, we won by one point, And I cried. And I'm not a crier. I never cry over anything. And I literally just burst into tears because I couldn't believe how far we'd come and that we'd actually been able to do it. So we played Colac, who... They'd beaten us by 70 points the first time we played them and then they beat us by 40 points the second time we played them. So coming in and playing them... Oh, you're halving them. Yeah, in a grand final. <laughs> yeah, we knew that it was going to be hard um, and then to get up by a point, it's just, I've yeah, I've never experienced anything like it and I tell people that it was honestly the best day of my life. Mm. Yeah. It's special playing in a premiership that until you've done it, mm. you, can't, oh, you, you can't, can't explain it. You can't and explain you, can't, it. you can't beat it. Like it, yeah, and right. it's something that no one can ever take away. Yeah, it's only one thing better than playing in a premiership. That's the reunions you have. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's not a reunion if you do it the first year. The year later, <laughs> you've got to you've got to stop playing. You really enjoy your reunions once you stop playing. Yeah, it. 
I mean, we didn't have one for 10 years. I'd well and truly stopped playing by the time we had our... I had one after the first year. I'd stopped playing. <laughs> and I think I was the only one that turned up. <laughs> Podge, might have, Podge might have been there. No, Podge was still playing. Podge, didn't Podge go to Anglesey? Did he play in a premiership yeah, in Anglesey? He, he had that out-of-mind experience where he just lost his marble. <laughs> well, he has never got him back. Yeah. We stretched ours out, though. So I think it was October or something. Um, the Barwon Heads pub put on a night for us, so we had our own room and we watched the grand final replay. So oh, really? lots of food, drinks, yeah. we all got there and watched the replay, which was so, really fun. Yeah, so, so that was going to be my next question. How, <coughs> how, what was the nature of the celebration? The celebrations were very large, very, very large. So, um, yeah, we won. I was crying. I think everybody was crying, to be honest. There was I've never seen so many people at a local game. Like, I think there was honestly about 4,000 people at the game, oh, which really? is just... Ridiculous! There were people at? everywhere um, Grove, at Grovedale. Grovedale. Yeah. yeah, I went to the. Um, I think it was the preliminary final at Bell Park. Oh yes, there when we a lot of when we beat there, Grovedale. So, yeah, yeah, we beat yeah. Grovedale there. So many people. There was a lot of people. There was you struggled to get a car park around the fence, and there was a lot of people. Yeah, there watching, so many so. people. Yeah. yeah, but even the day itself, like they played the national anthem and we sung the national anthem, and you know Christy, who was my co-captain, we were ve- we were so nervous, like we couldn't believe that this was happening, and we had a banner to run through and everything. So when we won, there was straight away we had drinks in the room because we thought. We want drinks on hand, win or lose. You want them either way. Yeah. Um, so we were drinking out of the, the cup. Um, and then the under-15s actually also won. Under-15 girls won the grand final as well. So we all came back to the club rooms and sung some karaoke and whatever and had a bit of a celebration there. And then we went off to the pub uh, and we were outside at the pub and there were some poor just ordinary patrons that... <laughs> came and celebrated with us and I got sent a video I think it was Cam that sent me the video actually of all of a sudden a particular song's come on and we were all still in our full playing gear so still in our you know Guernsey and still in our shorts we had our medals what time was this Oh, I think it was early still. I reckon it was only 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Oh, it was dark. It, might, it was dark, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might have even been earlier because I yeah. think the club's liquor licence finishes at 8. Yeah. So let's say 7.45, yeah. we're at the pub. All right. And um, a particular song's come on and then all of a sudden all the girls were all taking our tops off and we're swinging them in the air and the pub thought it was the best. They thought it was the best advertising they've ever had because they thought we're going to have people coming here every week. <laughs> um, we, we dragged everybody yeah. into town. So we had Cam Don at Lammies and our coaches at Lammies who felt very out of place, but we loved it. Again, still in our full footy kit. No one showered. We're all revolting. And they Um, let you in? They let us in because we had our medal. So how could you say no to us? And we're very persuasive. We're a persuasive group of girls. Access all areas. Yeah. I remember having a few medals to uh, nightclubs or key rings to nightclubs. (laughs) Just to get you in, the old key rings. So, um, yeah, we were there until quite late and um, I was actually one of my um, teammates. We lived together um, and so we went home and we woke up the next morning and I remember her coming into my room and she looked at me and she looked like death and God love her because she's stunning and she didn't look very well and she said, I don't know how we're going to back it up today because we'd already planned, planned Mad Monday because yeah. we went, That was my next question. let's plan it in advance because, you know, there's mums that play in the team and they can't just drop the kids without any notice. So we went, regardless of if we're in the grand final, win or lose, let's have Mad Monday on the Monday after grand final. Yep. Um, so we turn up there and... Um, Where did you have Mad Monday? We had it, we started at the club. Yep. I think it was someone from here actually, kindly put on a $500 tab for us at the club. 
which was lovely. And then we ventured into some of the pubs into town, which was fun because there were a lot of clubs doing their Mad Monday. Mad Monday probably wasn't quite as big as I expected because I think we're all still very, very dusty. Mm. Yeah. And by this time you're out of your footy gear, I hope. Out of our footy gear, yeah. (laughs) So we dressed up. We uh, had costumes. I went as Pamela Anderson because I thought Baywatch were the seagulls. Very appropriate. Yeah. You didn't have a red bikini on, did you? Almost. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We don't like red on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the day. It was the only day. Yeah. So, um, did you get some tattoos? There may be some tattoos. Yeah. There may be. Yeah. There may be. Wow. Mm. Ah, Well, blokes went and got tattoos when we won the flag in 93. Yes, they did. Can't say that I did. No, I didn't. (laughs) And you... I could have been convinced either way and you talked me out of it by, by telling me why you weren't getting one. Yeah. Well, so. with the tattoos, it was actually my idea and I don't have one oh, because really? I wasn't there when they went and got them done. Okay. But it, I will definitely get one. I have to. Oh. Well, you'll have yeah. to get, you'll, what you'll have to do is, um, you know Zach Walter's father, the moose? No. Well, moose has got one. Oh, really? He's got a prim- Balanese Footy Club Premiership tattoo, so you'll have to ask him to have a has look at it. Has he got Ocean okay. Grove ones? I don't know whether he has. He's got he's got Ocean Grove Premiership medals. Yeah. I don't know Two whether he's got Ocean Grove. Yeah. Well, the ones that the girls got is just a seagull. Yeah. yeah. Which very fitting. Yeah, he's yeah. got a seagull. Yeah. But it's a different style to what we see nowadays too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Ryan's got one. Um, yeah. There was quite a few blokes that went and got them. And they there went you go. And they went on the Monday, I reckon. Yeah. Or yeah, I know, maybe right. on the Tuesday. No, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Roddy Beckworth. Yeah, I, I think so. Rob Beckworth got one too. Yeah, Adam yeah. Fry. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few of them went and got them. So it's almost a rite of passage, I think, the tattoo. Yeah. 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 I feel a bit bad I don't have mine yet, but I'll get it and I'll report back. Yeah, so it's good to see that, that the ladies don't hold back when it comes to comes to the celebrations. No, I actually think we go harder than the boys, to be honest. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I, I've seen girls celebrate, girls that are a bit older yeah 17 year old girls i've seen celebrate that doesn't last very no. long it usually no she's all done and dusted by about 11 o'clock yeah. having said that you are celebrating a premiership so it's a special absolutely celebration that the boys weren't able to do last year yeah. yeah i know i do recall the last premiership celebrations from a senior men's football team we closed bridge road wow which was a very sad sight yeah, when 40 people were doing the worm on the road. I mean, if we had have known, we probably would have tried to do the same yeah, thing. It was, it was in the middle of the day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, was on the, it was on the Mad on Monday. The Monday. We all, a few blokes got on the road and That's did the great. work. We've and tap danced. And there tap was a danced. lot of tap dancing. There was a little bit of tap dancing. Mm. So, yeah, but I, I always think that the girls, the girls can go longer because they don't go as hard. Yeah. Girls, girls are sippers, blokes are guzzlers. And especially when they get a bit happy and like someone starts handing around a premiership cup and yeah. next thing you... Instead of just taking a mouthful that blokes are doing two, three swallows, yeah. like this, and all of a sudden yeah. she's all over. Yeah. I was rolled up into a sleeping bag at about 11.30 after our premiership. Really? So in my own defence, I played in the reserves and we won. Yeah. And we had 100 minutes head start on the other blokes. True. And it was pretty hard having just won the first premiership you've ever won in the first grand final you've ever played in. And we, we like you, we won by we only won by two points. Amazing. Yeah, we got we were a bit socially excited early. Yeah, so the girls do go a bit they do. bit quieter, and then they then they la- 
and then they last longer. Yeah. And they're, and they're more likely to stick together, I reckon. We always stick mm. together. Yeah. yeah. Although we have recently started having boat races after oh. games. Yes. So I don't know if the theory that we just sip is, is right. Maybe we can just handle it who's better. The, who's, who's the... Who goes all right at that? Candace is very good at that. Yeah. Ash, I think she can get a whole drink down in literally one go and it's gone. Uh, Carter, Caitlin Carter, she's also very good. She's always the one that suggests the boat race. Yeah. So it's become a little bit of a tradition that we, um, yeah, verse the other bit? team. And, what, and what's the beverage of choice in a boat race? For me, it would be probably a cruiser or a UDL, yeah. but the girls always go a beer. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Go. And they're very and good at it. And that's in the rooms after, straight afterwards, yeah. is it? Yeah, so oh, even so if we're not playing at home, we'll go up. Because with I don't, I don't know if it's different with the boys, but wherever we play. So, for example, when we played Torquay on Friday night a couple of weeks ago, they had drinks and food up in their rooms. Oh, so yeah. they invite us up and we do the same when we play at home. We invite the opposition up and have a few drinks and some food if they want to come. Sometimes they don't want to come up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we always do that. And then we challenge the team. To a boat race, I That's don't participate great. because I'm not very good at challenge sculling. Your position. Yeah, we oh, challenge well, your position to a boat go. race. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. Yeah, should get my wife to come down and play footy. Yeah, she'd yeah. knock the socks off them. Bring her down. <laughs> bring her down. No, she wouldn't play footy, but she'd be she'd go right at the boat race. I well, just bring her for the boat race. We're yeah. happy to recruit. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. It's a great insight into how women's footy is going at at the footy club. And as I said, um, if we could have asked. We would have got very different answers, I think, if we could have asked the question of the of the first ever men's football team captain. I'm sure we would have got very different answers, but it would have, would have given us a great insight. I think some of the answers would have been the same, as I said. Mm. I think the getting of the team together yeah, and scraping numbers together and, and yeah. all that sort of thing. It's a familiar story. I think it's a very familiar story right throughout Victoria and Australia at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think in a lot of places. Women's football is probably doing better than men's. Yeah. Because there's a, there, you know, I, I'm a great fan of the could have been champions as his nipper, and I listen to them most weeks, and they're always talking about. They always talk to a country club, and mm-hmm. nearly always those clubs are, are united clubs or clubs that have gone out of existence. I had to drive down to um, Portland the other day and drove through a little settlement called Bessie Bell, which mm. once had a very fine football club, and it's just a a wretched oval now yeah. with, with weeds growing and you can see where the oval was um, but it's just a circular fence over the around it and it's very sad yeah. um, but I think women's football uh, um, especially in certainly in Victoria anyway and yeah. obviously from a community point of view it's fantastic because to get as many women as you can it yeah. increases the size of your club and if you don't overlap with your netballers too much you can you know you're getting 40 or 50 extra members aren't yeah. you Yep, that's it. And just recently um, at work, we had a big celebration because we'd just ticked over a thousand um, female football clubs. So, wow. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Which is amazing yeah. considering, you know, and it, it, to be honest, it is off the back of AFLW and mm. that's why I played because they told me that I should and I yeah. went, yeah, okay, I will. Well, if AFLW is going to thrive, it needs a thousand that's football it. clubs underneath it. Yeah, and that's the way that it will thrive is because at the moment, you know, some of these girls are athletes from a different code that have come over because that's all they can, not all they can get, but they're the people that have got the athleticism that you can teach the skill to. Whereas, you know, 10 years down the track, you're going to have born and bred footballers and the competition will be on a whole nother level. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, these, these two 
ladies that I know of that are running around in the AF, AFLW at the moment, yep. both for Geelong, who've got links to the Bowenheads Football Club. Both their fathers played football here. There you go. Uh, Maddie McMahon, her father Simon Taylor, was a local boy down here who played a fair bit of football before he went on to bigger and better things. And Danielle Orr. There you go. Danielle's father, Mick, was our last premiership coach back in 1993. So, um, Danielle probably would have been down here when Mick was playing, old enough. And is Daniela Higgins? Yes. Yeah. yeah so, yes. Mick Higgins. Yeah, so, so she's Sean's So, sister. Sean's sister-in-law. She's a really good netballer yeah. too, yeah. isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's an outstanding yeah, yeah, netballer. Yeah. yeah, and Maddie was a great basketballer. She played... Yeah. Maddie played Victorian rep basketball and... Well, I think one of GFL netball medal too, but yeah, sorry. Well, Sean's sister-in-law Eliza plays with us. Oh, okay. So Sean's married to Heidi, yep. and Heidi's younger sister Eliza plays with us and played with us last year in the oh, grand final yeah. too. There you yep. go. Yeah, there's a link. So yeah. it's I getting young. Young Shawnee, you said injured at the moment. We, did we talk about him breeding before? Yeah, yeah. No, there all, you go. It's already yeah, happening. Yeah, it's yeah. already it's going on really nicely. Yeah. So George, we're going to bring you back to your two truths and a lie. Yes. Now. Just run us through them again. Mm. Okay. So when I was seven, I fell off a trampoline and broke my arm. Yes. I went to five different primary schools, all before I was in grade four. And um, when I was in year 12, I got voted to be sports house captain for a house that I wasn't in. Oh, that one sounds, that one sounds quirky enough to actually be true. We're going to have to run, run you're going to have to run us through it if it is the true one. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the trampoline breaking the arm. I reckon, no, you haven't done that. I'm going to go with the four schools in one year. I reckon that's a lie. Do you reckon? I've never broken a bone. Yes. Finally, you've got one. Does that mean I'm a bad liar? Oh, yeah, you got wows. Wows is pretty obvious. Yeah. Neither of us got... What was... I can't remember what Dizzy's was. No, Dizzy's were all true. Oh, that's right. Oh. They were. It goes, mucked up here. You didn't get the contract. I stuffed it up but here. They're all true. That's amazing. It was hard to think of, though. One of them was really good, though, yeah. wasn't it? Dizzy's. Truth. The story about the city... Oh, saving a girl's life. Saving a girl's oh, life really? in the surf. Oh, this, wow. This summer up at 13th Beach. And, wow. we made, and we made him tell the story. So we're going to make you tell the story of how you end up being captain of a of a house you're not even in well I actually don't know so um, we moved from so I grew up in Shepparton and I did go to lots I grew up in lots of different places I guess you'd say because I did go to five primary schools um, but originally from Shepparton um, and we moved from Shepparton to Torquay when I was in year I started year 11 at Matthew Flinders um, and so halfway through year 11 is when they do the voting for house captain um, and I don't know how but I think it was just because I used to hang around girls in Blue House. Um, I was actually in White House. And all of a sudden, they're reading out who's going to be house captains. Um, you didn't have to do a speech or anything. You just got voted. Um, and I got voted house captain of Blue House. And I said to the teachers, I'm actually not even in Blue House. And they went, oh, well, you are now. Oh, so, so they moved you. They moved me. Oh, yeah. so yep. we had a clearance. Yeah, they moved me. Drafted. Yeah, drafted, drafted to the Blue House. Blue. Yeah, with the captaincy. Oh. So, oh. yeah, it was good. And what were you like at school? Uh, I didn't really love school. Not because I wasn't good at it, but I just, I think I'm just a lot more social. Um, 
I got along really well with all of my teachers all the time and I think they hated that because when I wouldn't do my homework I think they struggled to tell me off for not doing my homework um but yeah I really liked school so most of my schooling particularly in my early high school years um I actually spent most of my classes particularly maths class having talking footy on a Monday with the boys so we'd talk about the local footy and so you um, wouldn't have got that at at Mally Flea no I was so bored and I shouldn't say that because you know it's a great school an all-girls school when you've come from well I think mum just heard that it was good and heard good things about it and they actually didn't even want me. They wanted my sister. So my sister's very smart. So she's only 18 months younger than me. Um, but she was young for her school year. So we're only one school year apart, but 18 months in age. Um, and they just wanted Alex because she's, yeah, very, very smart. They didn't want me. So I had no choice but to go because she got in. And so they went, oh, we're going to have to take her too then. Oh, um, okay. But I did, yeah, for me, going to an all-girls school compared to a co-ed school, I was very bored. Um, Because I used to always go and kick the footy with the boys or we'd play down ball and, um, yeah, it was... So did you you get into much trouble at school? I didn't get into trouble, no. I was never really... Probably the main thing I got into trouble for was talking too much in class um, or just not doing my homework, really. There was a girl from Bowen Heads once got in trouble, went to Matthew Flinders, travelled in on the bus each day to Matthew Flinders and got in trouble for running a Melbourne Cup sweep on the bus. (laughs) On the way to school. That's great. On the way back. Yeah, she got into a bit of trouble back there. She. Back in the early 50s, my mother. Oh. <laughs> oh, my mother going to Matthew Flinders. My mother's Matthew Flinders. Yes, she, she was. Yeah. Bud wouldn't melt in the mouth, but she was uh, running a Melbourne Cup sweep on the school bus. On the school bus. We <laughs> <laughs> got into trouble for it. She got in trouble for it, yeah. Oh. That was probably the worst thing she ever did really? in her life. That wouldn't have been trouble that, that, that followed her home, though, would it? There's no, no, no. Way, there's no way her father would have been been annoyed about that <laughs> no, i don't think so but yeah, i don't know i think it's good initiative if anything yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good honor it's the only time i've ever heard of her having a bet oh really oh yeah well oh. having anything to do with the horses yeah oh, anyway okay. she got warned off yeah, by yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. She got warned off the course probably oh. yeah. yeah so george thanks so much for your time Pleasure. it's been really really good a great insight into first of all how it all got set up and how it's going at the moment and where we're hoping that it that it will go, obviously you're you're going to be here for a little while because you've made a promise to summer. Yes, yes. that's and, it. And um, if you, I wouldn't break. You'd break. Wouldn't break summer's I heart for a million dollars. No. The show's about the history of the footy club, mm. but we shouldn't ever forget that the history of the footy club is being made as we speak. Yeah. And you are instrumental in making it, and and a very important part of it, or what's becoming and will become, I think, a very important part of it. So. Congratulations on your involvement in it. Thanks. Thank you very much for being part of our of our little project and our show. We really appreciate it and it's been fantastic catching up. So really, really, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. It's been hey, great. I just thought of something too. While you were just reeling that spiel off, Teddy, <laughs> you've probably got something that the first captain of the club 98 years ago didn't have or... I, we're not too sure on this, but possibly not. The first lot of jumpers probably didn't have numbers on the back, did they? Oh, no, probably not. Who knows? Who but knows? what number do you wear? I wear number four. Number uh, four. So Dustin Martin, number four. Oh. Yeah. Are you a Tiger fan? I am a Tigers yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. So That's my nana nice. actually lived one street back from Tommy Hafey. 
Um, so when oh, he in Shepparton. yeah in Shep. Oh, cool. So when he yeah. went from Shep Bears to the yeah. Tigers, my nan changed from Hawthorne to Richmond, and she's a diehard fan. She actually catches the train from Shepparton every week, almost every week, to watch Richmond play. Um, and so some of my fir- my first word was Nana. And yeah. then after that, it was actually go tags. Okay, so, oh, wow. yeah, brainwashed from a young age. Yeah, you don't you don't get much. Yeah, you don't get much cruel or, or, or wanton mm. horrible parenting than that. Do I you? know, yeah. and you know what? I was cursing her for a long time until 2017. Yeah, yeah every week I'd say to her, Nan, why did you? Why do have this you to done me? this to us? It's yeah. horrific. I'm <laughs> sick of it. This happens all the time. But the we all got to go 2017, and I was oh, very, very happy. She made us a Tigers fan. There was I saw a few photos at that time on Facebook of um different people at the grand final when yeah. Richmond won and I just couldn't believe the faces on some of them and some of them one in particular was a friend of mine um well a friend of my wife's uh, they grew up went to school together she was there with her dad yeah and her dad played footy for Richmond and was quite successful and quite well known but his look on his face to see Richmond Premiership yeah and I think he played in probably the 73 Premiership for Richmond and her look that uh, she would not have been born in 73 mm. and probably didn't remember much about him and that sort of thing. But it was just like that really family-orientated type of thing. Yep. So, uh, My whole family went so yeah. um, because we all said we don't care you know, we'd obviously love to go, but if it means that we can only send Nan with one person, then we'll just do that. Um, And so we made sure we got Nan a ticket and then I had some contacts through work and my mum paid $3,000 for two tickets. But... It was well worth it in the Good end grief. and we all got there. So my whole family were there. We are all sitting in separate areas. But when it looked like we were going to win, so in the last 10 minutes yeah. of the last quarter, um, one of my friends I was sitting with in the MCC, she goes, you've won. Go around and see your nan. So yeah. I ran around to nan and my sister who were sitting together and we got to watch the rest of the game with them. And, yeah, nan was so happy. Oh, it really was, yeah, it was amazing. That's second to our flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, something's good. You always remember where you were when your team won a flag, yeah. when the team you follow, yeah. and, um, and you never forget the one you played in. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next episode. Pick up your ass, pick up your glass, stop your talking and start your walking. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Cheerio. I hope you'll agree that that was a fascinating conversation with an interesting young woman with a budding passion for the game and for our club. In future years, the people of the club will look back on this time in our history and applaud the vision and insight of those who made women's and girls' football a part of the rich tapestry of our footy club and of our town. Thanks go to Cam Don for assisting in getting Georgia on the show and of course a massive thanks to Georgia for her time and for her generous insight into the birth of our women's footy team. Thanks also to Tom Andrew and the staff at the Beach House in Barwon Heads for their continued support of the show and their support of the footy club. And lastly, thanks very much to you for listening. Goodbye, until next time. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And time is called and we must piss off. <laughs>